The economy is getting back underway, and with it, the world of pro sports. Stay ahead of the curve with the unparalleled tools of two world-class news desks covering developments across finance, economics, technology, and sports. Subscribe to Bloomberg.com, and if you're not already a The Athletic subscriber, for a limited time, receive a complimentary subscription to The Athletic. Go to Bloomberg.com slash subscribe to sign up today. And welcome to your most favorite 45 minutes to an hour every single week. It's the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Under the radar. With me as always, two rhubarb addicts. Your friend and mine, Derek Arriba. Rhubarb is delicious and nutritious. My friend and yours, Ian Khan. I'm not really sure how nutritious it is, but it's freaking delish. I think yes. it's harmful. Actually, the leaves are poisonous. I think you can only eat the stems, right? I did a play about this. Well, I don't think it was that. It was Elderberry one. It was called Arsenic and Old Lace. Um, and I played the Cary Grant role much uh, younger. Uh, I was uh, much younger. And, uh, uh, and and it was all about Elderberry wine where my great aunts were killing old men. It was bizarre and kind of fun. We got a good show for you today. On that note, <laughs> uh, it's oh, so the, tr- the trade bug is in the air, man. Ian just offhandedly mentioned that he made a lot of trades this week. I made a lot of trades Constantly. this week. I put them in the rundown. Uh, we, we'll get to some, but I, it's kind of boring. But I think some of the the strategy and some of the themes behind them are very interesting. Um, I want to talk some Orioles, but we don't have to if you guys don't want to. Um, I, I oh, I definitely no, 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 right. definitely. Clint Frazier and Todd Frazier, I think, compelling topics. Uh, the Frasers, um, Tariq Skubal. So we're doing this. This is Ian after dark, by the way. Let's get some jingle jangle going. That's fine. You have one ice cube. It doesn't it really jingle is. real well. It's one of the giant ice cubes. I got like eight ice cubes going in this baby. Uh, That's some serious stuff. We just laid witness to Tariq Skubal getting rocked in his debut. Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh. Well, some of us did. I guess some of us still pay attention to baseball. No, I'm. Believe me, excuse me, <laughs> dude. I'm paying attention to baseball, but that is not what I'm paying attention to tonight. In AL labor, I made a couple of trades this week that are turning out marvelously bad. Oh, all right. well, you know, it's early. Uh, but let's get into that. So I, let me just selfishly start with uh, with an offer that I got. And this, is, this, is, it, this isn't about if I should have done it or if I shouldn't have done it. It's about I got the offer. And I know I get this reputation that I'm kind of fun and loosey-goosey in these leagues. And, you know, what? I'm just here to have fun, guys. But it was almost like, uh, I don't want to say insulting, but I, I was like, geez, man, that's like, is this what you think of me? It was Charlie Blackman, Gregory Polanco, and Trevor Gott. And this is this is post tons of blown saves Trevor got. Oh no, it's post so it's Trevor not. Yeah, all right, there you go. Uh for Sonny Gray, James Karinchak, and JD Davis. <laughs> and this is like in a in a dynasty or score sheet league? This isn't a one off. Oh, one off. Yeah. Oh, that's slightly different. A one off yeah. is slightly different. Sonny Gray, James Karinchak, and JD Davis will be going out. You know what it is? It's it's uh, offer I think offering me Trevor got is what I was like come on man like do you think I'm not paying attention to baseball right now yeah but see that's the trick with people is like it's little things like that that people like put their eye towards most especially like they see something like that and they're just like it's totally egregious the best way to deal with this is like just get rid of got and Polanco so because Polanco is useless so it's Blackman for gray Karinchak and Davis is not yeah pretty much and that's yeah. not a good deal right. but it, it it's not a good deal I thought it was in a dynasty league in which case I was going to 
like call the person and talk to them about how rude that was. Yeah. But then one off, it's still not a good offer, but it's not as egregious for me. DVR? It's not egregious, but yeah, it's an easy to reject sort no, of no, offer. Nice. Unfortunately, Gregory yeah. Polanco is just not the guy we hoped he'd be. I think a lot of it has to do with his shoulder. Can I say something yeah. about that, that draft, please? Gregory Polanco was in that draft. Mike Zanino was in that draft. David Dahl was in that draft. Addison Russell was in that draft. Kevin Gossman was in that draft. Like, that was like, and it was considered one of the great drafts anybody had seen in so long, so many stars. And they all suck. The only one who's decent is Lucas Giolito, and he's quite decent, I still think. But other than that, it was like a Zunino went one. I'm talking about first year player drafts. Zunino would go one. Addison Russell was going two or three. Buxton was in that draft too, actually, now that I think about it. So he's pretty good. But a whole bunch of nothing. Sometimes it makes you think the prospects, people overvalue them. Sometimes it makes you think, right? Sometimes it makes you think. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that was my experience. And so I wrote back, you know, I love you as a friend, but uh, I'm not even going to counter this offer. So did you know this is another trade here about Otani in ale only. Is that in DVR's triple crown? No, I would, of course, you would know, first of all. Uh, <laughs> well, not necessarily. I'm, I, I feel team. like you're mirroring that website and every move I make, you know about. I don't. I'm trusting you. <laughs> I will check back in in a couple of weeks. I don't even know where we are in the standings, to be honest, man. I well, tried. I don't know where I know where I am in my part of the Triple Crown. I know where I am in the standings. Would you like to know? Yeah, I do. Where do you I think know. we are based on how much contempt you have for this team? Uh, I don't have contempt. I think that the, the Aaron Judge thing really worked out well for you. A couple of things that worked out well for you. Not so much on Barreto. Uh, do you feel like he's intimating that's luck? It sounds like it is, you know. No, it wasn't. I told you. Nah, hush. No, no. No, I was a funny text stream between the three of us. I think it was Saturday, right? When um, Nestor Cortez gave up nine runs in one inning. Yeah. And I texted it. Uh, I texted you guys. And I was like, please tell me that Nestor Cortez is not in the lineup. And, uh, and you were like, oh, my God, let me check. It turns out he had Tommy John. Well, he's about to. I feel bad for him. I don't know. He's he's got forearm, elbow, whatever. Is that? Oh, whatever it is. We, we, he was not in the lineup. That's all I care about. Sorry, Nestor. Nestor. Yeah, sorry, Nestor. I like yeah. him. I like I, him a lot. You do. You do. No, our, no. Uh, our, utility in, our, ut- our utility right now is Christian Arroyo, though, so get excited. Okay. I didn't even... Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, well, he'll be, I think he, once the intake is over tomorrow, he'll be playing for the Red Sox almost every day, I think. Well, the, I'll tell you what. Ale only is is a doozy. It's super fun. These only leagues, they really are fun. Yeah, I've, they're they're super enjoyable. I, I want to do NL now because I'm in an AL and I'd like to do NL just because it really gets you to know the players. Like, oh, man. I know more about Pat Falika than I ever dreamed. I would love an NL only league right now. Uh, the one that I was in, we didn't do it, and no one was really jazzed about doing like a, a one off league. But I would lo- like with a DH. That's like my dream. Is it NL only league with a DH? Jeez. DVR, what do you think of the DH in the NL? Is it affecting the way you watch the game as much as it's affecting the way that I'm watching the game? No, I'm just happy to have it. I'm really over watching pitchers hit, so I love it. It changes everything for for in in fantasy because now pitchers in the NL like they get to pitch six innings, they get to get the quality start, which matters in some leagues. So it, it really does change things. It's 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 a more fun game to watch personally. Growing up, really an AL fan. Uh, I, I don't miss pitchers hitting at all. I love it. I love it too. I love. I just love it. I also love the extra innings. I also love that extra innings start with the runner on second base. Love that. Love, love it. it. Love it. Too. Love it. Yeah. I love the doubleheader seven innings. Love it. Love it. DVR, do you love? You, what do you think? Oh, DVR, how many more times do we have to do this until we bait Ian into saying Lyle? Love it. 
<laughs> is that what you're going for? No. Yeah, so I've been trying to do. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Hold on, one well, more. What, what's new? DVR I yeah. I like the double headers being seven innings. I actually do not like the runner on second base. I actually think it kind of favors the road team because they get runs on the board right away. Kind of puts the extra pressure on the home team, even though the home team knows what they have to do, and that can impact strategy a little bit at the beginning of the inning. It just seems like every team at the top of the inning plays for the big inning. So I actually would rather see the runner start on first if they're going to do that because then the team pitching could induce a double play right away and erase that lead runner. You know, I think the runner just mm-hmm. being in scoring position, something about that doesn't feel right. I still love it. I Lyle love it. There it is. He's back, everybody. You know why I Lyle love it? I'll tell you why I Lyle love it. I Lyle love it because there's action from the jump in the 10th inning. It's like you're already everything. The edge is on, and that's part a big part of what baseball's about is having that edge on, and, and being like, "Here we go! Is he going to move that runner over? You better move that runner over." It like brings in smaller parts of the game. I, I really like it. What are the other rule changes? We've got the double header. Love the double header. Love it. We've got the tenth inning, uh, DH three batter minimum. Yeah, I like the three batter minimum a lot too. I'm a big fan of that. I like the seven inning double header. Yeah, we did that one. But yeah. what, what, what I... I'm just saying I like it. You don't love it? I like it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know why? Because uh, it, it, it really feels like every inning is more important somehow. I don't know. Dude, I am I am so into this season. Like, I'm feverishly... I know. It's really fun. Checking line. Like, ne- like I've never been before. I, I, or like I, you haven't I, in I a long like time. I like this in April. You know? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like... I know there's an end that I can actually see and almost reach out and touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm in. I'm 100% in. The one thing I'm DBR? disappointed about is no foul balls have hit our, well, some of our cutouts in the I Seattle want, wait, wait, I really would like to join in on this. I think it's, it's not too late. late. I don't no, know. it's not too late. Right. Uh, if, can you give me, can you send me the, um, the, the email address of the person? Because if I can sit next to you and Jake and the rest of the gang, uh, I'll buy it. DVR, I'll buy you a ticket. You want to go? I can get in? Sure. If we can sit next to them, I don't want to just go and like sit in like left field or anything. I don't know. The seats might be taken though at this point. You know, like we yeah, were but early. I'll just we were you know I'll tell them it's you know Jake was on Fino. TV. Jake's cutout was front and center on TV. No, was it really? Yeah, Funston saw it and sent us all a picture. Oh my god, that's pretty fun. Jake and Funston but, are at least sitting next to each other. We were with the rest of us were cut out of. The I don't shop. need to sit next to Jake or Funston. I don't know Funston. I'm sure he's a great guy. Great I want to sit next to you and, and DVR. Like we're just a little under the radar. I don't know, man. You You're got right. a lot of phone calls. You got to make this week. I have so many. You already got to call the Clayton Distillery. You got to call the Seattle Mariners. Let's uh-huh. just load up your social calendar. Well, I make a lot of trade calls, and you know what people say when I get on the phone with them? They go, "This is so cool. <laughs> it's so much fun." <laughs> Nobody are, people. People say this to me all the time. They say, "You know, I've done played in fantasy baseball for 15 years, and I've never gotten on the phone and talked to trade." Ian, I go, "It's fun, right?" You're famous, go, yeah. though. You, you keep forgetting that no, you're famous. It's not about that. Well, I don't know it's if you not. do. I, I, it's not about that. I don't talk about that. I just talk about trades. Well, I mean, do you think half the people in this, calls people? He's like, hey, I'm famous. He yeah, but there's a, there's a, that's like, that's Mike Trout versus Pat Vileka. And I, I'm not even going to, I'm barely Pat Vileka. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like the best quad A ball player you ever met. I don't think Tom Cruise never had a show on TV for four years. That's true. It was a good, it was a good show, too. Yeah. Pretty good show. Yeah. It's good. Pretty good show. Great and strong show. fun. In fact, I, in fact, Simcoe reached out to me. We did a video chat for the first time in so long. Really? Uh, Sim, yes. Simcoe. I, I bet I can get him on the show. Well, one of us has to be out, according to DVR's rules. That's true. But for yeah. Simcoe? 
Oh, no, bring him on. I'm on vacation next week, so you guys can bring him on next week. Whoa! Oh, thanks for letting whoa, us know ahead whoa, of time. Yeah, we didn't bring that up. We're going to let whoa, us know. On the air. Keep okay. forgetting about it, but I'm going to be gone. Oh, man. Wednesday through Sunday. I should probably, I should probably find some coverage. Uh, we're going to have to do Under the Radar Tuesday night on Tuesday. Tuesday day. <laughs> He's saying, nah, we can't do it Tuesday night. He's leaving. We can't. Wednesday. We're going to ruin his packing. Yeah, that's Right. True. we got a Tuesday. No, Tuesday day. We'll do Tuesday. I'm not going without DVR. I'm Tuesday night's fine. It'll be just the... Yeah, I'm not get on a plane or anything. I'm not, you know, not doing anything crazy. Just taking some time off. All right. Well, then we do it Tuesday night because without you, Nando and I would just be bread and cheese <laughs> toppings. That's chaos. Actually, no mayonnaise. How, you're messing up your on. own metaphor. Yeah, that's it. Mayonnaise and tapenade. That's us. That's, that's I'm the mayonnaise and he's the tapenade. <laughs> I will say this rhubarb is quite delicious. You want to? Can we plug that just for a second? Where's that place called again? Even though they won't mail it to you. Well, I don't know. I've never asked. Uh, it's called the Clayton Distillery up in Clayton, New York. Thousand, the beautiful Thousand Islands. Thousand, isn't it Thousand Islands? Yeah. Is it? Is there a place called Thousand Islands in New York that I don't know about? Dude, it's where the dressing is from. No. From the Thousand Islands Inn, yeah. You are kidding me. Come on, man. All the rich people used to go up there back in the day. So wait a minute, is this just Catskills? No, no. It's up on the Canadian border. <laughs> it's on the St. Uh, Lawrence border. I only know about the Catskills from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> We've gotten off track. <laughs> Did you never see Dirty Dancing, the movie Dirty Dancing? Is that where they're at? What? Is that where Baby yeah. gets put in the corner, is in the Catskills? Is there baseball? Let's do the Orioles. The Orioles. I love the Orioles. So, oh, my God. Can, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You're, you're on a roll. Okay. Go. One guy, Anthony Santander. Yeah. Everybody, Anthony freaking Santander, guys. James Anderson, ding, talks to me about Anthony Santander in the original RDI draft for the Dynasty League. We were in round 38, 39. He's like, this is guy, Anthony Santander. He's just a really good hitter in the Orioles system. I was like, Anthony Santander? He's like, yeah, should we get him? I'm like, sure, yeah, all right, sounds good. So we had Anthony Santander for about a week, and then we dropped him for somebody else. But that's where I first heard about Anthony Santander. And now I picked him up in Tout Wars two weeks ago, and things have gone quite well since. Listen to so this is uh Michael Beller did the the roundup for all our beat writers before the season way before the season I think well actually I didn't even look at the dateline on this one this was July nineteenth so just before the season restarted and he asked them you know just give me a tip basically tell me something that will make a fantasy player love you forever oh good this question is what Dan Connolly wrote who's our Baltimore Orioles beat writer don't overlook Orioles hitters seriously and don't touch Orioles pitchers double seriously and then blah blah, blah. he goes into the, the pitchers. <laughs> If you want Orioles, think offense. They have several guys who can help a fantasy team that no one is excited about. Hanser Alberto, Anthony Santander, Renato Nunez, Austin Hayes, and maybe Rio Ruiz. They'll all come oh, cheap. Oh, Rio Ruiz. Yeah. Uh, they'll have more difficult pitching to face the NL East, blah, blah, blah. There are always a couple of Orioles hitters that are useful every year. This should be no exception. Of the above group, I like Alberto and Santander the most to expand on their 2019 stats. Again, don't build your team around them, but don't completely forget them either. Um, and I've talked that to Dan brilliant. before. Dan's a fantasy guy, so he like he speaks our language. Um you know, talking about put a one dollar. This is before Hunter Harvey was up. But put a dollar late pick on Hunter Harvey. Uh, John Means might be worth one or two dollars, but he and he had said this. I think he said this to me privately, or maybe he wrote it somewhere else. But he had been plugging Santander. He was plugging last year, um, and he broke out. We saw him break out, and he doubled down on him this year. But uh, Hanser Alberto was a guy who he you know mentioned more than once, and I grabbed him. And he's been nothing short of amazing for me. Yeah, he's a, it struggled the last few days. To be honest, he he has had it. He he was amazing, and he's been running into some trouble. I was watching the uh, the Blue Jays Orioles game today because Nate Pearson was pitching for me, who I just traded for an AL labor over the weekend. Um, that didn't and and he, he did not for? go. 
Michael Chavis and Michael Chavis and Tanner Roark for Nate Pearson AL only. And uh, that's an interesting trade. Yeah, it was. But here, here's I'm watching the game, and I saw Vlad Guerrero ground out to Rio Ruiz. I'm currently working on my new dynasty rankings, and I, for a half a second, as I watch Rio Ruiz pick up the ground ball and throw out Vlad, I thought, you know what? I almost rather have Ruiz than Vlad. No, I'm not going to rank him that way, not remotely. But Vlad's going to be way down. I think Vlad's dropping to the fifties. Well, that's in our uh, that's in our rundown. Uh, down at the bottom, DVR actually it sprung from a column that you did where a guy I think asked you like, should he drop Vlad Jr. Right? Did he did he go to that extreme? Yeah, I think he was probably talking like ten, maybe twelve team redraft, of course, like not a keeper or dynasty sort of thing. But right, I mean, it doesn't always happen right away. We're still talking about a guy who's extremely young, doesn't strike out a lot, and he hits the ball very hard. He's just not doing that as often as we would like. So if there's anybody out there in a keeper or dynasty league who's taking a decent amount less than they would have wanted for Vlad Jr. this time last year, I'm absolutely buying. Okay. Well, we're in a league together where I own Vlad Jr. Hey, all right. It's a keeper league, and I will be open to moving. I'm not saying I'm giving him away. I'm I'm just saying that. What? Say again? I'm buying him right now. I'm going the other way. I, well, that's what isn't that just what DVR said that he's buying as well? Yeah, but you said you're selling. I think it's. Well, you said you're. Open. I think I, I'm open. I, I think I think I'm just a little frustrated with him. Um, I'm just a little frustrated watching him play, and I'm going, "Where is the greatness?" Because I'm not seeing it. Like Anthony Santander, I'm seeing it, <laughs> and I, I, maybe it's just recency bias, but I didn't see it from Vlad last year, so I, I've yet to see it. He had a good. I, I think he started out so terribly that people forget that he finished with like a two seventy something average and I think twenty home runs. Right? No, not that much. You sure? Or maybe no. he was on pace for that. I, his average no, was I'm, good. I'm not sure, that. but um, I'm not sure, but I don't think he was that strong. I can take a quick look. Well, I, I can do it. Right, I'm, you I'm, talk. I'm, I'm gonna, no, no, you talk. No, you talk. No, no, you talk. You, no, you talk. Uh, you talk. All right, fine. Fifteen I, home runs. Fifteen, 15 home runs. runs. And I mean, he's got an OPS of about last year seven seventy two. I mean, I'm just saying that like he's a guy that many people, including I'm sorry, I'm moving my freaking fan. Many people, including myself, had really high in dynasty leagues. I'm just not buying it anymore. I'm not. I'm not buying a top twenty player. I'm not. Definitely, he's not going to be in the top twenty for me. He will not be in the top twenty. I'll go down my list. Let me see exactly where he would land. I'm going to decide this right now on the air, which like is an evening show. Kenta Maeda? No. No. No, 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 no. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I would, how would take Wander Fra- I would take Wander Franco for him. Yeah, anyone would do that. No. No, they so. wouldn't. All right. In a, in a I, dynasty I league? A week a year ago, Vlad was a top 5 or 7 dynasty piece. He's no longer. I would take Luis Robert for him. I would take Xander Bogarts for him. I would ah, maybe I'd take Yoan Mankata. Oh, Andrew him. Vaughn. Mm, no, no. Wait, no I, I want to go back to no. Xander Bogarts. How about Raphael Devers? Yes, definitely. Devers I, the Bogarts worth. thing I don't get. The Devers I do. But Bogarts is good, man. Bogarts yeah, is great. Vlad, he's not Vladdy Jr., man. Vladdy Jr. stinks right now. At least right now. 
I would take. I mean, like if if I was competing and I had Vlad on my team, I, I in a dynasty, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm overstating this. I'm not going to drop him so far, but I mean, would I rather have Kessler? Would you rather? Who would you rather have? Eloy Jimenez or Vlad? Vlad. Uh, I don't know. That's that's even to me. That's a trade I probably wouldn't make because it's so even. It gets me nowhere. What would you? Who would you rather take? Glaber Torres or Vlad? Maybe Glaber Torres. Probably Glaber Torres. That one's really close. I'll stay Vlad. Who would you rather take? Your oh well, no, it's not going to work anymore. Shane Bieber or Vlad? Vlad. Yeah, me too. Last few. Who would you rather take? Joe Adele or Vlad? Vlad. Yeah, I think Vlad. Why? What are you seeing that I'm missing? With Joe Adele or with Vlad? Vlad. I just with Vlad. I feel DVR, like that's, what do you? That's like one of those for me. Well, actually, DVR, you haven't spoken at all this show. Go ahead. There's always one moment in our show where Nando says, DVR, you haven't spoken at all. DVR, you go. That was our moment. We should call it. We should, it should have a name that moment. But we'll figure that out. DVR. I see an elite exit velocity. I see a sub 20% K rate in basically a full season's worth of at bats as one of the youngest players in the big leagues. And I see a guy who can still also take some walks already, too. He does everything you want an elite hitter to do. I think about... Devers as a good example of someone who came up, played well, but wasn't elite right away, and then it clicked in for him last year. And I know our expectations for Vlad Jr. were that he was going to hit the ground running. The projection systems thought he was going to be amazing because he tore up AA and AAA. I think he's still going to get there. It's just taking a little longer than everybody wants. I think the underlying numbers still support Vlad Jr. being the player that we all expected him to be. For me, it's just like more, it's more like magic. I just, I put him down with, I dropped Pete Alonzo too. I'm just, I'm not impressed by the way he moves. He doesn't move well. And he's 21. I don't know how that's going to age. They just suddenly switched him to first base too, which is. Well, they switched him because he couldn't handle third. Yeah, but I mean, like with no with no spring training, they're just like, just, it was like we all woke up one day. Season starts in three days. Oh, by the way, Vlad Guerrero's a first baseman now. Sorry, Rowdy Tellez. You think <laughs> Rowdy's doing just fine well, for Except himself. for the concussion, yeah. But I mean, but, but, but also Rowdy's hitting a lot of dingers. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I will, you know, I respect both of you extremely much, which isn't really good sentence structure. Um, but I will, uh, I'll definitely think about it further because I think when I, when I moved him down to the level that I moved him down, I just was like, you know what? I'm done with you, dude. And even there, I'm not done with him at 45, but I put him at 45. That's nasty. I don't know if 45 is done with him, though. Right. No, no, no. But compared to him at 12, it's done with him. Yeah. That's a big drop. From 12 to 45 is a big drop. That's where he is right now for me. I mean, I'm taking Louis Robert over him. I'm taking Wander Franco. I'm taking Jose Ramirez. I'm taking Yoan Moncada. I'm taking Keston Hira. I'm taking Eloy Jimenez. I'm taking Ozzy Albies. I'm taking Gleyber Torres. I don't know if I want Freeman over him. You named at least three guys that I, w- I would trade away to get Vlad Guerrero. Really? Okay. O- Jose well, Ramirez, a couple other guys. Couldn't catch Jose him. Jose Ramirez is really freaking good. You were going and so I, fast. Yeah, well, I was just angry. Jose just Ramirez annoyed. has that Super Troopers bullet on his resume. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I still haven't seen that freaking movie. Um, how, that's ridiculous. By the way, the athletic.com slash fantasy baseball podcast. Uh, tell him Ian Khan sent you. You It's a 40% off, which is, I believe, our best deal by far right now. So get excited. I'm excited. Ernest is back. 
You ready? Let's do it. All right. Interest rates have hit record lows, which means it's a great time to refinance your student loans and see if you can lower your monthly payment. It really is a good time. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Earnest. Actually, it's almost positive that that will happen. Even if you refinance before with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. See, people tell you not to double dip when it comes to dips, but you can double dip when it comes to low rates. Checking your new rate is fast and easy to start. Complete a few questions online and it only takes two minutes. Then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Don't forget that not affecting your credit score is valuable. Want to change your monthly payment, combine many loans into one easy payment, or get a better rate? Ernest makes it easy. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. No fees in a situation like this is upside. Plus, the internet loves Ernest customer service. They're rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. It's kind of like Costco. And now, you can get $100 cash bonus when you... I can't just not make a comment on that. I just wanted to say, right. I'm waiting for someone to say Costco. Who is it? That's DVR, right? He no, calls it me. Costco. That's oh, it's me. you. How much uh, does something I... cost? Costco. No, it's but it's but no one else calls it Costco. It's Costco. Keep going. Well, I think I'm right and they're wrong. Every that's Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade when he looks around and says, "Everyone's lost but me." That's not Odafino, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. It. That's it. I'm yeah. Usarian. That's why you win. Keep going, Godfather. Well, how did the, how did Costco? Where did, where did it get his name from? DVR, help us out. Where they get the name Jeff from? Kostowitz. Yeah. No, but what do you call it again? Costco. Right. Costco. Because that's what it's called by everybody. Can we get back to Ernest, please? Go. And now you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan with Ernest.com slash fantasy. Think about that. You get more money back every month and you get 100 bucks at the top to go buy yourself a couple of Anthony Fauci cards. They're dropping. Maybe you get yourself six Anthony Fauci cards. You can get Vlad Jr. Uh, PSA 9 Bowman Chrome 20. D16. You get two of those. Are you serious? Yeah. All right. Keep going. Once again, you get a... Or, well, okay. Well, keep going. Once again, you get $100 cash bonus when you refinance your student loan at earnest.com slash fantasy. Not available in all states. Typically, probably not available in Toronto where you're going to really want to get that Vlad card. Visit earnest.com slash fantasy <laughs> for more details. Terms and conditions apply. It's just too good. We'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, let's get into the Frasers. There's Clint Frazier, who's yeah. gone bananas. And uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I hate to bring baseball cards into it, but in a year where there's not a lot of, uh, there's a lot of trading now, but like, I, I went and bought Clint Frazier autographed Bowman Chrome cards at what I think is a deal at like 30 bucks each. I got when three did you do the that? other night. Did you? In the midst of his five for five game with a, you know, his. Now, did the price go up as the day, as the game went on? Uh, I didn't go back and check. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. I like that. I'm liking the Clint Frazier, man. And and, and Miguel Andujar got his fifth start in the outfield. In fact, Steve Gardner sent me a congratulations email about it. <laughs> I was so excited. I, I can't believe the game they were playing with him. I think they're just... I didn't even see the play that happened last night. I just... Oh, I do want to talk about the Fernando Tatis, by the way. The the swing on 3-0. and I'd like to discuss that if we could throw that in there. Um, But based on... Like, he just can't catch the ball in left field. Like, he's going to be the DH. He should be the DH at least half the time. Mike Ford can have the other half the time until Giancarlo Stanton comes back. That should be it. Don't put him in the field anymore. That's it. That's lost. Because he can't field. Because my son is better in left field. My older son. My younger son, Andujar's got beat. But my older son, my older son is better than Andujar in the field. Well, Andujar's not an outfielder. He's third base. Right, but they played him there for right. five games, right. which gives him eligibility. So, ka-ching, yes. 
In AL only, that is good. But in for the Yankees, that is not so good. Yeah, poor Yankees. Yankees are doing just fine. They can't beat the Tampa Bay Rays though, like at all. They just cannot win that game. They can't beat the they can't beat the Rays. It's a curse, man. It's crazy. I don't know if it's a curse. I just think the Rays are good. And the Yankees the Yankees are used to like they're like the bullies that can just knock everybody over and be better. And then the Rays show up and they just play really good baseball and they, they you know, they're losing to them. It's th- it's it's tough. I thought Sutsugo was going to have a much better year than he's having, by the way. Why? I don't know. I uh, Maybe it was from OOTP because he was good in that. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe it was just his, his, I don't know, his history of numbers. But, I, you know, I, I, I got mad when I got sniped a couple times in a couple drafts for him. I was really kind of, you know, I was angling. He was next up in the queue and he was gone about, you know, seven, eight picks ahead. Um, and now I'm like, oh, you know, I guess I'm okay with it because he's not having this great season that I thought he would. There's two guys that have been. I thought would be much better. No, Thames. There's two guys that have been unstoppable in the last period. Um, Tim Anderson. Oh my God. And Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is a beast. He led off tonight for the Yankees. Hit another home run. Hit two home runs last night. He's stolen Clint Frazier's mojo. Ah, maybe. He just took his mask. I mean, he's so good, man. I, he's just so good, Luke Voigt. I just I enjoy him so much too. I just like the way he plays the game. About this Fernando Tatis business, did you see this? So bases are loaded. They're up by six runs in like the eighth inning, three and zero pitch, and Tatis gets the take sign from his manager. Apparently, misses the take sign and hits a grand slam. And the Texas manager, whose name is escaping me for the moment, Chris Woodward. Just Thank you. Just loses his cookies and could not be angrier at Fernando Tatis. And I think that's a load up malarkey. Bologna malarkey? What's the, I mean, which one? Yeah, worst? I kind of got caught between yeah. Bologna and malarkey. I, I, think it's, I think that's malarkey. I think it's just like, you know, get him out. Can someone else that, take I the other side on like, that? I, you usually get revved up and, you know, rules and old time and unwritten. Do That's I? It? Yeah, usually that was kind of mild, I think. Oh, oh, so somebody on Twitter like totally took me to the tool shed and said every pitcher goes to their hat and has pine tar on their on their cap <laughs> after I went after Gary Cole last week. Nice. Um I, I don't know if that's true, but but I appreciate the the his point of view. I think he called me an idiot. That I didn't <laughs> like as much. I'm sure he meant it lovingly. I don't think so. I think he was sort of like, You're an idiot. Everyone goes to their cap, idiot. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe he's right. I could be wrong. Possibly. Yeah, I swear I'm I wrong said often. that last week. Like, there are a lot of players that do stuff with the cap or something on the side of the glove, and infielders get in it. Like, it's, it's crazy. Were you thinking idiot, too? No, I don't think I you were saying, an idiot. I, just, right, I, I think you were overlooking the number of players who do that. That's all. All right, well, Ariel Cohen, um, who you were on his podcast this week, yes, Nando? Yeah, he, that guy writes a great rundown. Does he? Yeah. Does he? Does he beat our rundown? Uh, no, mine's always going to be better than everybody else's. If, but it's a, if it's I didn't a high believe that, rundown. then why am I doing this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. But it's a high quality rundown. It's uh, you know, it is, and it was, it was, it was detailed, and it was good, and it flowed. You could tell, you know, you you can kind of tell when someone sends it, and you're like, wow, this all right. A lot of thought was put into this. Well, he's a smart guy, and he he he, he brought up the it. show when you talked about the column that he wrote about scouting you. 
Oh, what did he say? I didn't hear that. I should listen to the, I, listen to the podcast. I think I'll listen to the podcast. Actually, I don't know if it was on air or off air, so that's why I'm not. I'm telling you to go listen because I don't know. So then why do I got to listen to the podcast? I don't know. If Although it's a, I don't know if it's, it's on a good podcast, air. the TGFBI podcast is a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, He's so where are you going? We were talking about Clint Frazier, and you somehow got us to Ariel Cohen. Uh, I don't know. Don't remember. Oh, really? Oh, I was talking about me up. being a knucklehead. I was talking about this guy calling me an idiot on Twitter and telling me what an idiot I am. Pretty much. Yeah, was that the? I, was, I mean, why did you bring up Ariel Cohen? Because he Ariel. He, it's actually Ariel. Oh, is it? Yeah, we've been saying it wrong all this time. DVR probably. Damn. Do <laughs> he did? He would say he would say, "Well, Ariel Cohen." Um, you know, he would just make the the repeat. Uh, no, because he had said that he enjoyed the the Garrett Cole um, slam down, but then I, it, you know, it's funny on Twitter, man. Somebody comes along and just calls you like. That take is trash. You are trash. You don't deserve to live. Like when that happens. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's always like, oh, wow. Look at that. Huh. But you know what? When you write back, you're like some kind of I joke. Like, oh, hey, sorry, man. I love it. I was just messing around. Nah, nah. It's okay. I, I, and I, I felt like he was just like, look, I listen to you all the time. And, and so you listen to me for 12 seconds, please. And so he told me. And that's how I take it. As long as he was doing it to your correct baseball account and not to your real yes, one. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yes, I agree with that, actually. Yes, that's probably true. I think I would have taken it differently on the other account. DVR. Yeah. Is Joe Adele not going to hit more than 240 this year and not really have that year that we really hoped Joe Adele might have if he got called up? I mean, that's very much plausible. I think the question is, does he walk enough to keep his spot in the batting order? And does he get chances to run? You know, like I think that's... It's the thing. It's like you look at the projections for them. They're kind of in the 230, 240 range for the most part. Zips comes in a little high. There's your Super Troopers 264 projection. <laughs> nice. Uh, but lots of Ks initially. I mean, it's going to take him some time to adjust. It's just a matter of how much power and speed he gets to right away, right? Like you can afford a 220, 230 average if he's actually hitting some home runs and stealing some bases. I just got him in a trade. Did you? What'd you give up? Uh, it was ale only league. I don't even remember. Like it literally just happened before I got on the show. Before Ian and, decided we we're going to do Ian after dark. Well, it's I'm not even going to go there. We, we don't have time for that. <laughs> joking, but man. I will say, remember I said to you? Do you guys remember when I said to you last week? I said now is the time to buy Joe Adele in the Dynasty League if you ever want to buy him. Yeah. So there was a guy who I'd been in talks with about Joe Adele, and every time I brought it up, he was like, "No, no, no, I'm not trading Adele." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "You know, uh, you want Adele." Like the next morning, that happened, and I went, "Yeah, maybe." We couldn't find the find the balance of it, but it was a pretty big trade. That's a really actually. I'm going to bring it up. I was trying to see if he would take Lindor because his girlfriend is a Cleveland Indians fan for Adele, Degrom, and Otani. No way. What do you think? No way. You're asking for way too much there. Just Lindor all by himself? Yeah, just Lindor. I don't even know if you could get DeGrom just for Lindor. In Dynasty League, yes, you can. I don't know, can you? Absolutely, no question. Lindor is a top seven player. DeGrom is a top 20 player. Adele is a top 45 player. Otani is a top 85 player. So, yeah, you can get that. I would, uh, I would actually, that's if someone offered me that, I would be insulted. Yeah, I would say I'm not even going to counter this, Ian. Oh, well, I wouldn't offer to. He he was asking <laughs> okay. for Lin- he well he was asking for Lindor, and he was saying, "Hey, is there any way I can get Lindor? My girlfriend really likes Lindor. Seriously, 
<laughs> That's how it started. Uh, his, but but DVR, how far away is that from being appropriate? Run run the full group of names by me again. Uh, DVR is working on his rates and barrels rundown. Degrom, Adele, Otani. This is just a straight dynasty league. Straight. That's a pretty good offer for Lindor, actually. Right. Really? I, so I, I think DeGrom's more like top 15 in Dynasty. I mean, I know it's harder to project into the future with pitchers. But harder. He's 32, though. DVR is 32. Yeah, he's a young 32, he's... though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So then how does the rest of the play? I think Otani, if he's a hitter only going forward, is going to be better than a top 80 player. Yes. Well, yeah, but is it fair enough? Is it close enough? And then I can tell you about a trade that went through that I made right about an hour and a half, two hours before we got That's on a air. a fair trade. Like I mean, really, it is. It's a fair trade. It's hard to trade for a player like Lindor. It's hard to trade a player like that away. Right. But that's yeah. an enticing enough package because you get immediate value at the top end from DeGrom. You get potential future elite value from Joe Adele. And you get yep. probably a current elite bat in Otani, at least a capably current elite bat too. The problem is Otani's value long-term is the challenge because if they keep messing around with the pitching, then... He's really not that valuable, is the problem. Because they're not, no one's going to let it, unless it's a daily league, which this is not. This is a weekly league. A daily league, as a pitcher hitter, he has value. In a, in a, in a, uh, but in a weekly league, he really doesn't. It's just, it's a, more of a pain in the ass than anything else. I got Otani in a trade today, too. <laughs> For in AL only? Same league. I'm, I'm basically messing around with my team in this AL only league. Well, okay, that's maybe why you're getting the crazy offers. Are th- do, no, do you want to tell that was us a different league? That was two oh. different leagues. You're making a lot of trades. Yeah. Uh, well, no. So in in the one where I got that bad offer, it was just the dude asked me. Uh, in this AL only league, it's my team. Just I got too many guys on the IL. I had to make some moves. Got I'm it. like, it's one of those teams where I got like 40 pitching points and 16 batting. All right. Now I want you guys to think carefully about this trade that went through today. Okay. Don't have a quick reaction. You have to think it through. Because this trade happened today, my team, which is in, uh, which I share with a really cool guy named Robert Mershak, who I am, he's a he's an opera agent, and he's super smart, and I really needed him. This is the league I've been going up against, Cushing, for the last six better, years. Man. It sounds like you've been Thank practicing. you. I really, I really have been working on it yeah. for the last six years, and fortunately, so far, I've got a, we've got 137 points out of 150 right now. Uh, Cushing's down to I think 114, so we got a pretty good run at this. Uh, if it was a full season, it would mean nothing. But with a short season, we might 137 to 114 right now, um, and then the next person 107, 107, 93, 93. So we're in really good shape, and we made a trade today with a team where we traded away Riley Green, the prospect from Detroit, who had that huge spring training, 18 years old, but seventh pick in the draft, I believe. Uh, really good bat, interesting player, not much speed, but uh, came up and hit like three home runs in the spring training, if you remember, like the first couple of days. A.J. Puck, the first round, my first, our first round pick, we have another one, but our first round pick, which is probably the 15th pick, but it could be the 14th pick, which is fine, decent player, and Michael Brantley. Now, no, no, no I'm going to tell you who I got, and you're going to go, that's not enough. I, that's an insulting, terrible trade that we gave up too much, but I want you to think it through first. AJ Puck, Riley Green, first round pick, and Michael Brantley, and we got Gavin Lux. Dynasty League, full on. Who would that first round pick like? What would that be? 
I'll tell you who the first round pick in this last year's draft was at that spot. It'll take me a moment. I think it was Josh Young. All right. I think. Yeah, I uh, I like this trade, actually. Did I surprise you? Nope. Greg Jones this year, or Matt, or Brett Beatty, or Josh Young was 16th pick. Nicola Dolo, 17. Cody Hose, 18. So in that area. All right. You know, like a, a top 90 prospect. Yeah, I kind of like this deal for you a lot. Yeah, DVR. Yeah, I think this is a good trade for you. I mean, Ronnie Green could be a great player, but he's a few years away. Puck, to me, is a guy I don't want to have in long-term leagues. Unfortunately, his arm just isn't holding up. Brantley is on the wrong side of 30. Nice player, but... 33. I mean, Lux could be starting in your middle infield for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Brantley's hurt now, too. 15 years. He's 22. Yeah. I don't know when are we going to see him. Like, what's it's such a weird thing. They so, see, that's why I got him. That's why we were able to get him because it says that the reason he was not playing is not because of service time. And service time has passed. Like he could be up right now, so there might be like an issue with Lux of some kind. Right. That's that's the that's the question, and that's the only reason why this guy would move him. And actually, he had gotten him in a trade the day before for Tommy Pham, who then broke his hand the next day. And we had been trying to get Gavin Lux from this other team. Whit Merrifield we had offered a plus. Whit Merrifield plus to get Gavin Lux. So it was an interesting Gavin Lux couple of days. In the Dynasty League, Lux or Vlad Jr.? I want Vlad Jr. Hold, please. <laughs> I still... I'm going to take Vlad Jr. Actually, it's not close. I'm going to t- I'm, I'm going to take Vlad Jr. for the trade value because look. So something Tom Trudeau asked me this week: Is there anybody on your team in this Devils Rejects League who is uh, untouchable? I said yes. There's one player who's completely untouchable. He said who? I said Byron Buxton. He said Byron Buxton is untouchable. I said completely. He said why? I said because I've got him as a top 45 dynasty player at least. And everyone, no one else thinks of him as anything more than top 100 dynasty player. So I'm not going to trade him. So the fact that I think that Vlad is a top 45 player, I would still take Vlad because everyone else doesn't think that about him. I'm the only one thinking that. And I could be so dead wrong. I'm, and I'm not going on record Vlad Jr. is not going to be a great player because 45 still, a 21-year-old still is a great player. I mean, he's ahead of so many other players. I just don't have him as a Hall of Fame player which is what I think all of us were thinking he was going to be from the jump. And the reality is that Jose Fernandez ruined it for everybody because there's a rookie who came up and just made it from the first day he pitched. Nobody does that, really. Who, who comes up and just dominates and never stops? Nobody. I mean, Juan Soto has been amazing. Ah, except for Juan Soto. Yeah, yeah right. there you go. See, I would take, like, I mean, oof. I mean, I've got Tatis now. Can I give it a little sneak preview? Oh my God! No, I actually, yeah, screw it. There's another one. Tatis has been amazing since he came up too. Yeah, I although have, didn't he slump a little bit right at the start for maybe like a month, six weeks? Maybe briefly, but I feel like he had a, he had a run in there that was not good, and then he got hurt. Right? Yeah, he had the back injury. He still hasn't played a full big league season in terms of total career games, and he's already hit more than thirty home runs, and he's stolen more than twenty bases. <laughs> At least, I mean, he's got. Like, Here's his career line entering play Tuesday night: three fifteen, three eighty, six twenty. So he has a one thousand OPS with thirty three home runs and twenty one steals in four hundred and seventy nine plate appearances. What Tatis or Lindor? Dynasty. Tatis. Tatis. You could argue that Tatis is actually the best player in the league. Like he's the, he's the I have he's Tatis number one in the right, dynasty. 
I've got news. You know, everyone says, hey, he's the, you can make news. I can make news right here. This is a little bit of news. And RotoWire might get pissed at me, but right now I'm just going to share it because it's 1047 and I've had a little bit of rhubarb, gents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you my top five dynasty rankings. These could change by the time they come out, either Friday or Monday, if I can ever get to them, if I can chill with work. Here it comes. You ready? Who do you think number one is? If you had to guess, who's number one? Dynasty? Dynasty. Not Vlad. Acuna. <laughs> uh, you got Acuna? The injury, okay, yeah. what do you got? Yeah. Okay. You got Acuna too? I would say Acuna Soto go one, two. And I think you respect Mike Trout and still put him in the top five. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. Let's just say who do you think is in the top five, and then we can do order afterwards. This is fun. This is news. Who's in the top five? Acuna, Trout, Soto, Tatis, yep. and Yelich. Okay. And, and Nando? I don't think Yelich is in there. I think Ian would be worried about Yelich's knee still and some recurring back injuries. Uh-huh. So, and, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't kind of make it sound so surprising that you do Wanda Franco for your 45th. Franco's not even in the ballpark. Did you ballpark. jam Story yeah, in there? You know, I didn't, but story is higher than I've ever, 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 ever had story ever. I'm finally, I'm a believer, or whatever it is. Yeah, the the monkey right. song? Yeah, I think I did the monkeys. All right. But story is not top five. He's number eight right now. Wow. Uh, then I put Lindor in there. You seem very effusive in your praise of Lindor, so I'm going to put I'm him also in trying to five. trade Lindor, so I'm going to talk him up a little bit, to All be right. honest. Well, fine. Uh, then it's Cole Sulcer. <laughs> I watched Cole Sulcer pitch the other night. Yeah. I liked what I saw. I really did. It's like, very interesting like, that of all the people in that bullpen, he's the one who emerged. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Castro. Okay, so, Nando, you really didn't give a top five. I will tell you, you this. I agreed with everything except I replaced, I slid Lindor in for Yelich. Got it. Very good. Um, you are incorrect. Well, can you hold the horn like they do in Price of Right? I didn't want to do that to you. You are close, uh, Nando, but Derek Van Riper, ding, 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 ding. Derek Van Riper has the top five. Now, Derek Van Riper, Nando, you're out of the game. Derek Van Riper, now can you name the order of the top five? Let's go. I'll give you a hint. I'll I'll give you a hint. You got to take a new look at number one. It's It's not who you think. Soto Tatis. Acuna, Trout, Yelich. I think he's got Tatis at one. I think he's got Tatis at one because he brought this up right when we were talking about Tatis. Nando, you, would you like to go in order of what you think the top five are, taking everything into account, knowing that the top five are in some order, Soto, Trout, Yelich, Tatis, Acuna. Would you like to try? I'm going to say Tatis, Acuna, Soto, Trout, Yelich. So freaking close. Tell me you got so close. Trout. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I, and actually, I might change it based on what you just said, because I think you're right. Um, it is, yeah, I, actually, I will change it. It is Tatis, one. He's the number one player in Dynasty right now for me. Wow. He, he, is, he is everything. And he's 20. And he's everything. He's the best player. In, he's... One of the best players in baseball, and he's just going to get better. And even if he stops running, the way he hits, the way he plays, unbelievable. He's got the pedigree. He's got the everything. He's number one on my list. Ronald Acuna is number two. I have Mike Trout, number three, out of respect. I have Juan Soto, number really four. Is. I think that really is out of respect. And then Christian Yelich, number five. However, I will say this. that I, right now, I'm 
no, I'm going to keep it just the way it is for now. I may switch it. I may put Soto three because Do watching it when you're not high on rhubarb, man. Right? Okay. Watching Soto in the box, like look at the pitcher, is like one of my like you know where he looks at him and he's like, yeah, bring it, baby. Is one of my favorite things about watching baseball, and he's so freaking good. Where do you have Bryce just, Harper? Eleven. All right. I have Bryce. I, I'm higher on. Isn't that funny that after all this time of calling him a knucklehead that I'm so high on him? I got Bieber at twelve. What do you think of that? I like wow. nuts. That's I amazing. Know, but- when you think back to what Bieber was when he first got to the big leagues, no one saw that coming. Dude, look at the numbers on Bieber. Just every week, I'm just like every start, I just go, yeah, he's going to do that again, and he does. I, I mean, he's uh, he's he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. Isn't he? Am I wrong? What what is what is he not doing? Mm. Yeah. No, you're right. He's striking people out. He's got low ratios. He's he's putting that entire rotation on his back after they dropped two guys to the minors. I mean, look look at that. Are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at now, DVR? Oh, I'm looking at it. What? I mean, <laughs> what are you weirdos talking about? We're just talking about his game log. Oh, just right. these last five games. I mean, it's it's video game numbers here. Yeah, but that's like this season is on arcade mode. Like, would you not discount him just a little bit for the whatever this is? Yeah, he's attacking this on to last year. I think is the key. Is like, right. I thought he peaked last year. I didn't think he had anywhere to so go but down, and he somehow has found another level. Which I mean, another level. I mean, I got him in triple crown in our triple crown mix. I got him for twenty six dollars, and I was like, ah, you know, I feel pretty good about that. I'm willing to take the risk on a guy who had 214 innings with 259 strikeouts with a 1.05 whip. Well, now through 34 innings, listen to this. This is like Dylan Bundy in low A circa 2011. In 34 innings, he's got, in five starts, he's got four wins. In 34 innings, he's got 54 strikeouts against major league hitters. Six walks, 19 hits, a 1.3 ERA, and a .72 whip. I, I, I just... I mean, and how old is he? 25. His best start of the year might have been the second one against Minnesota. 13 Ks, no walks, three hits over eight scoreless innings against one of the league's best lineups. Yeah. You got him too low, man. No, I, that's plenty high. It's as high as I think I've had a pitcher in a long time. But boy, oh boy. I don't know. I just think Shane Bieber is like, he's 25. That means he could get TJ, come back, and still be a young player. Another guy that I'm just... Just ridiculously impressed with his Aaron Nola. It's just another guy. It's just like, you know, so good. These guys at this command, it's just so good. I know Eno was nervous about him. In fact, I spoke to Eno this weekend because we tried to make a trade. We could not make a trade, uh, but we we tried. He was like in the mountains somewhere. He was camping. Did you uh, you call we, him during his, his camping trip? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't talk to Eno. He, was, he, like, he sent us a picture from uh, the state park. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he he called me from the from the trail. He called me back from the trail. <laughs> we had to make a trade. We were we, we we but then I ended up making all these other trades. But no, but you know, and will you I asked him. About, will, you, will you call Clayton and get us a case? I can try. How far away is it from Syracuse again? About an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, okay, so I have best there's friend, no, Dr. Thomas Scott. Ah, Thomas Scott. That's my boy. You I talked to him anymore. twice today. Yeah, official well, pediatrician. Official pediatrician of the Under the Radar show. I spoke to Thomas Scott today twice because we made a trade in DVR's uh, Keeper League. What did you think of that trade, DVR? Did you like it? I didn't even really look at it yet. 
That's what <laughs> <laughs> Ian, I don't know what this is like. Ian's hyper week, man. Like it's it's well, it's be- it's like every three Dude, minutes of the show, you're announcing a new trade that you made. Oh, it was, it's been great because I've been working my ass off. So every time I get like 15 minutes off, I make something happen. We traded George Springer. Tom and I traded Dr. Tom and I traded George Springer and Herman Marquez in the last year of his contract for both of them. So for the next 10 weeks. What's this trade? Uh, I'm sorry, weeks. what's this team? I assume uh, this, this is doing well. No, this is the team that's really... This is the team that I won the league last year when I joined Maki. When I joined... It was Rotowire Staff 2. And I joined it last year and I kind of made a million trades and ended up winning the league. Um, and then this year, I've sort of gotten my payback because it's a keeper league. Um, so I just traded... We just we just traded George Springer and Herman Marquez for eight weeks each for Kyle Lewis on a very nice contract and a second round pick. Wow. So we'll have Kyle Lewis for a number of years. Are you trading away George Springer because you're worried that without the trash can stuff? I'm trading away George Springer because this team is not going to win this year. And I have to give him up at the end of the year anyway. So I'm trading him to a team that's in second place and who's trying to overtake other teams. Do people get angry about that? Because Kyle Lewis is not like a sure slam dunk thing. I mean, maybe he is now, but you know. Oh. Oh, man, I love me some Kyle Lewis. Yeah, but he's like the guy you picked up off the waiver wire uh, and then you trade immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not, not, not through no fault of his own. I think he's legit. But I mean, like, the, the perception of that value, you know, it's kind of like a kind of like a coin that you find that's got, like, some dirt on it. You know, like, it's not, you, you got to go wash it off and make someone Not if you're it's. watching him. That, that, that's a gold coin. DVR, what do you think of that trade, being in the league and being another owner in that league? It's a good fair trade. I think Kyle Lewis is really interesting, probably locked into that corner outfield for the Mariners for a long time. The power looks real. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking a pitch the other way, watching, yeah, it was Monday night, they were playing uh, the Dodgers. Just like the approach, right? It's not all dead pole power. Yeah. And he can run. And he's got the pedigree. He's a top six pick for the Mariners. And then had some real, a college bat, had some real, uh, I think, leg trouble. I think it was a knee that took him out. And he sort of just disappeared. Came up for a couple cups of coffee. D- struggled. But then, like, had had like a little run in September last year. Um, and now is, I mean, I don't know, an all-star? I'd say an all-star. I'd right say now. an all-star. I'd uh, say he's an all-star. We got to go. It's 10.57. Yeah, I know. Wait, are you saying we still have three minutes, or are you saying, oh, my God, it's already 10.57? I was really going with, oh, my God, it's already 10.57. And the season is almost half over, which is kind of sad because I'm loving it. Well, just get into fantasy football, man. You'd enjoy it. No. Imagine the people you could wow with your phone calls there. (laughs) No. All right. You could call Paul Rudd and make a trade with him. There you go. Maeda, Paul Maeda, Kenta Maeda is throwing an interesting game. That's all I'm going to say. Against DVR. I'm sure DVR is well aware of what's going on against oh Milwaukee God. right now. 113 pitches going into the night. It's not surprising yeah. at all. That's really wild. Yeah. And Kepler stole two bases. Wow. I love you, Max Kepler. I love you, Jason Collette. I love that we love Max Kepler so, so good. Let me some Max Kepler. Just let me know when I can end the show. End the show. All right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, I know we did. Maybe next yes. week we'll get to the 18 things in the rundown that Ian wouldn't let us get to, but uh, I think this is still a very good show. So, <laughs> for the man who ruined Eno Saris's vacation, Ian Khan. Hey, he enjoyed it, and so did I. Go Eno. <laughs> I don't even have a funny thing for DVR, but for the man whose vacation we're going to ruin next week, Derek Van <laughs> <That's Reimer>. right. <laughs> Don't eat those rhubarb leaves, friends. I'm not a Defino. 
We'll see you next week when maybe Ian Khan will be able to guess what place we're in in our American League only league. Hashtag Eno. Hashtag Eno. Special word. Hashtag Eno. Bye. Good talk. Definitely good.